Hey there, welcome to the Deliver On Your Business podcast, where you are the boss. I'm Ron from EntreeCourier.com. Entree is from entrepreneur, for somebody who is in business for themselves. And here's the deal, folks. If you're an independent contractor, you are operating a business, ready or not. So that makes you an Entree Courier. Welcome to the club. This podcast is here to help you think like a business owner and to thrive in your business. So let's get started, shall we? Well, happy Sunday, Courier Nation. This is episode 14 in the Deliver On Your Business podcast. We are talking today about if and when it is appropriate to work for more than one delivery company, and we'll even get into talking about using them at the same time. Now, folks, this is a weekly podcast, but if you've been one of our early listeners, you're noticing that we're doing daily episodes, and that's because we're kicking off the podcast with a 31-day Courier MBA series. MBA stands for Master Your Business Attitude. So for 31 straight days, we talk about different business topics and we apply them to what we do in the on-demand gig economy delivery world. We broke the series down into five categories and we are on uh, the second category right now in operations. And we talk about the nitty gritty, you know, the strategy, the things that we can do to help our profitability. This is the seventh of nine operations topics. I make an effort to try and make each episode stand on its own, but the order and the layout of the series does often build on previous episodes, so you may get some additional value by going back to the beginning and starting from there and listening to those episodes to build a foundation. You can check it out on deliveronyourbusiness.com, and we've got links basically to all of the different episodes there. Um, you can click on podcast at entrecourier.com. That all goes to the same place. I have links in the show notes as well. And uh, you can also find us on all the main podcast sites like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, all of those. And you can go there, start from the beginning and listen through. Now, before I dive into working with multiple apps, I want to cover a couple of things that kind of lay a foundation. And this has to do with some things that we covered in previous episodes. First, you are an independent contractor, and that gives you rights. One of those rights is that you have the right to work for whoever you want, whenever you want. And this is very important. Remember that when you're an independent contractor, technically these apps are your customers, and you have the right to have multiple customers. Your obligation as a delivery contractor is on a delivery-by-delivery basis, period. It begins when you accept a delivery and it ends when you drop off. At that moment, you are a free agent. Now, second, I invite you to check out episode five if you haven't, because episode five talks about the importance of having multiple streams of revenue, that, uh, that a business really leaves themselves vulnerable if they're only relying on one customer. The third thing is, Set your goals first and then compare your earnings to it. I think too often we have that backwards. We look at what we made and we say, oh, is that enough? And think, yeah, I think it seems good. But if you don't know ahead of time what your real need is, you don't really know for sure if you're making enough. 
And an important concept that we talked about this, one way to really do that is going to be because we come from, many of us come from an employment background, we sometimes still think in terms of an employee. So let's compare it to how we would be if we were an employee. What you can do is you can take a look at, if I'm doing this as an employee, what should I be making per hour? I emphasize the per hour because we are trading time for money, okay? So uh, what should I be making per hour if I were an employee? Is $10 an hour enough? Is $15 an hour enough? Uh, what about 18 What is this worth work worth for you to do it? Once you determine that rate, add 50% to it. Now, that's going to vary, I'm sure, but 50% is a nice rule of thumb. The reason you add 50% is because you've got expenses, you've got taxes, you've got all of these things that do not apply when you've got a regular job. So it costs you more, you pay more, and there are things that, especially if you're full-time with a regular job, that you're maybe not getting as an independent contractor, things like paid time off or holidays, sick day, vacation. And uh, if you really start diving into benefits like health insurance and things like that, now that number goes way up. But right now, let's just go with 50%. I know for a lot of you, that seems like that's a lot, but I promise you stick with me. On Tuesday, we're going to start digging in a little deeper on what your actual costs are and helping to understand that. So, uh, I'm sorry, that's on Thursday that we will do that. So where I'm getting with that is if you think that this ought to be maybe about the equivalent of a fifteen hour, $15 an hour job, what that means is you've got to be making $22.50 an hour as an independent contractor to have that same earning power as somebody working a full-time $15 an hour job. Keep that in mind. Know what your goal should be. Take your hourly amount that you think you ought to make, add 50% to it, and that's your goal. Now that you've done that, what I want to have you do is think about what are you making per hour? Compare that to what we just said and ask, are you making enough? And what if you're not? The way I see it, you've got three choices. You can recognize it in your market. The business model isn't sustainable. You recognize what you're really making, that it isn't enough, and you probably won't make enough, and you realize yeah, it makes better sense to move on. Businesses have to do that all the time. The other thing is, or the second thing you can do is you can work more hours. That's the beauty of being independent, isn't it? You can work as long as you need to work to meet your goals. And while that's true, and a lot of times that is a great option, here's a couple problems to think about with this. If this is your long-term answer, one is go back to episode three, because this is one of the most important episodes, in my opinion, that we put out. Because it talks about understanding your why. It talks about thinking about why you were doing this and, um, and really digging deep into that reason. You know, for me, I chose to do this because it gives me the flexibility to do some projects that I'm passionate about that do not generate revenue. But if I work a lot of extra hours, I take away from that flexibility. So all of a sudden, I'm getting in the way of why I'm doing this in the first place. If you're doing this, let's say, for family, but now you have less time with your family, is that defeating your purpose? Do you understand what I'm saying here? 
Here's the other thing to think about. Let's say you're earning $18 an hour, and we've talked about basically that compares an earning power to somebody working $12 an hour, and you see that difference. When you're working more than 40 hours, that comparative earning power goes down. Why is that? Because that traditional job is paying time and a half for those extra hours, but you're not making that as an independent contractor. So now you're comparing closer to something like, you know, 10 or $11 an hour. Those are some things to think about. So if those first two options really don't seem satisfying to you, the third thing you can do is you just find a way to increase those earnings so they are enough. That's a lot of what this whole section on operations is about, is we're looking at different ways that you can increase your profitability. So I invite you to go go back and start with this last Monday's episode, and and you can look at all the episodes up through there or listen to them, and uh, we will be on operations until Tuesday. It's all about finding ways to be more profitable. But when we're talking about earning more money, that brings us to this idea of delivering for more than one company, which is that third option. Should you deliver for more than one of these delivery companies? And folks, I'm going to say that is totally up to you. It depends on your goals. It depends on your potential where you are. And if you're working for one, you have to ask yourself, if you're only doing one application, you've just got to ask yourself, am I making enough doing this? Is it enough? Think about all those things we just talked about and ask yourself, is that enough? Look at what you're earning hourly. As I mentioned, I I really encouraged you to set your goal first. Now, divide the uh, amount of money that you've uh, been making by the hours that you've been working to make those that money. Is it enough? Does it match? Do you see the ability to earn enough doing a single app. I've talked about the 40 cent rule before of setting 40 cents a minute or $24 an hour. The 40 cents is more of an example. It's not a hard rule, but I've, I've had some pushback on that. People saying, oh, that's, that's not realistic. Well, you do have to ask yourself, what is realistic and is that realistic amount enough? In your situation, you may find that, you know what? Yes, it is enough. And you're more comfortable just dealing with one. There's a lot less stress just relying on one platform. And that is your business decision to make. And I totally respect that. I do really encourage you to still get signed on for one or two other apps at least. And do just enough deliveries to stay active because you can have them as a backup. Now, if you want to go deeper, there are a number of ways that you call it multi-apping, working more than one platform, can help you out. It gives you a backup, like I just mentioned, that if something goes wrong with where you're working, um, you know, I think most platforms have at some time, we've experienced outages where you can't deliver at all. And if you don't have somewhere else to go, you just don't make any money while the platform's down. Multi-apping can decrease your wait time between orders. You have more options to choose from meaning that you're more likely to find deliveries that meet your price, like we as uh, what we uh, discussed in episode 12. You can also be far more efficient. You can dramatically shorten your average delivery times, which means you get more deliveries done in the same amount of time, which basically leads to more profit per hour. So, okay, how about this? How do you work multiple apps? 
there's three approaches that you can take. And some folks are going to choose just one. Some will do all three and they'll just do them differently at different times. Here are three approaches to working multiple platforms. One is very simple form. You just you can work more than one app, but you're only going to do one at a time. When you work that one, you concentrate and you only deliver from that one. You don't turn on any other applications. You don't turn on any other platforms. I did this very early on where I was doing only Grubhub most of the time. But on weekend nights, I was doing Uber Eats because back then they had some unbelievable incentives in my area. If you decided that uh, after talking about this, that you still only wanted to focus on one platform, you're comfortable doing that, you're making enough and you make that decision that you're not going to multi-app. Like I said, I do recommend you get a backup. And so you might use this option where you're working your primary platform, but every once in a while, you'll just throw in a couple of deliveries off to the side, but you're going to do it separately so that those deliveries don't interfere with your primary platform. You know, so that's, that's one way of doing it. The second way is that you can work the applications simultaneously, but you're going to deliver individually. And this is an option I think most people are going to choose. And it's it's safer than the third option that I'll get into in a minute. What happens is you go available on more than one platform more than one platform at a time. You choose your delivery from one of those, whichever delivery you choose to take, you commit to that delivery. And you just go unavailable or you reject uh, deliveries from the other apps until that delivery that you committed to is done. And then you repeat. Now, the third option is what uh, some would call double dipping or triple dipping or, God forbid, quadruple dipping. What happens is you can deliver more or you deliver orders from more than one platform and you'll do them simultaneously. So in other words, like one example would be is you get two orders from the same restaurant, but for two different platforms and they're going the same general direction. So you're doing your apps kind of at the same time where they overlap each other or they work together, but they're from different platforms. It's a lot like doing stacked orders uh, that sometimes you'll do for a single platform, but it's doing that for different platforms. Now, option one is pretty simple. You can figure your way around that pretty easy. I don't have to go into that much. Well, what about option two? What about that working simultaneously but delivering individually? If you want some really in-depth stuff, I would invite you to go look up Gig Coach Jake on YouTube. I'll put a link in the show notes. But he's got some videos that have some of the best in-depth, step-by-step ideas that you can implement. But I'll go ahead and I'll give you some tips here, but definitely check his information out because I think he goes into more depth than what I've got the time to try and do on this. One, I recommend starting with a platform you know the best. Make that your default. This is the one that kind of wins when there's a tie between you know similar, similarly valued offers. You're generally going to go to your default. Now, if you've never worked a second platform, carve out enough time where you can work just with that platform so that you get individual, get familiar with them, where you're only working that platform. So you get a feel for how it works, what their restaurants are like. You know, you're going to find a lot of those restaurants are the same as the ones already on the platform you use. If things are fairly busy, I tend to run my default platform 
and will only fire up a second or a third app when there's a lull or if I'm seeing a trend where a lot of the offers that I come in from my main platform are just not acceptable or profitable. I recommend only doing that second app to get started. And if you really start to feel like a pro, then you might add in another one. Go available on your second app when you decide that you're ready to do this so that now that you're available on more than one application. Evaluate your offers when they come in until one comes up that meets your price. When you find the one that uh, has enough value that meets your price, and I say go to episode 12 for that, uh, we get into that a lot more. When you accept the offer, you commit to it. Go unavailable on the other apps if it allows you to do so, or uh, on some of them that may not allow you to do that, you might just have to reject orders until you've completed that delivery. When you get within a couple minutes of dropping off that delivery, then you make a choice. You know, are you going to go available only on your default app or is does it seem like it's slow enough? Uh, you might choose to uh, immediately go available on both so that you're ready to start receiving orders as you're pulling up to the customer and then you're ready to be able to keep moving after you get done with that. You do that, you rinse, repeat. That's pretty much how it works. Here are some things that you want to keep in mind when you multi-app. First, let's go back to the very first point I made right at the start of this episode. Your obligation is on a delivery by delivery basis. So yes, that means you're free to do multiple applications, but I also want to really encourage that obligation piece. As you accept an order, you are making a commitment to provide excellent service on that delivery. I think too many times we take independent contractor status as carte blanche to just provide crappy service. Remember your commitment to excellent service. And if working another delivery interferes with that commitment, I would stress that you do not work that extra application. You have to know your market to make this work well. You have to know the restaurants, but do not let your using multiple apps create a situation where you make your customers order late, where, where it creates a bad service type of situation. Well, what about that third option about double dipping? Folks, you have to really know what you're doing to make this work well. And you have to know the restaurants. You've got to know the area, the traffic, all of that to really pull this off well. The potential for making one or both or all of these deliveries late is very high. And uh, I'm going to give you a warning here is that late deliveries, unhappy customers, that's the greatest potential of earning, of interfering with your opportunities to continue to work for a platform. Uh, they, they have, you know, they are more likely to end a relationship because of that type of thing. And really, they've got more justification to do so. So I really caution that you be very, very careful with this. You want to make sure that if you're doing this, you want to make sure that you know, both of the restaurants are going to have the food available at about the same time uh, so that you're not waiting. And you want to make sure that you're not going so far out of the way with one that you're making the other late. You just want to really make sure that the deliveries that you accept go hand in hand to such an extent that it's not going to get in the way. And uh, you want to make sure that one order is not going to screw up the other one. 
And there are times, sometimes you've got to be ready to uh, bail on one, to uh, cut bait on one of those orders, because sometimes letting somebody else take that order gives it a better chance of getting there on time if something goes bad with one of the ones that you're already doing. You understand what I'm saying there? One other thing that I want to cover here, and I know today I'm covering a lot of material, but let's take a quick look at the four major apps, and uh, I'll at least do so and talk to talk about them from my experience. With Uber Eats, I think their main benefit when you're multi-apping is that you can log in and log out on the fly. There's no schedules. There's no problems with that. There's no drama. The biggest drawback is that right now you don't know where you're going when you take an order from them. Now, I've heard rumors they're experimenting with a change, but that's that's kind of a drawback for them. You know, other than, you know, the tipping with them is not always so great. But I think the biggest drawback is just not knowing where you're going. With Grubhub, now they tend to be my primary, and mainly it's because they are the most consistent in my market. Having good information on where the order goes, that's a strength for them. Their biggest drawback for them when you're trying to do multi-apping, though, is that they have a block schedule system. You get your best orders when you're on a scheduling block, but going unavailable while you're on a block with them can really work against you because if you do that too often, that can get you restricted from being able to take future orders. So usually when you're running Grubhub, it's kind of more a matter of I'm having to just reject orders while I'm on a delivery for somebody else rather than going unavailable. So it, it makes it a little harder to work in that option too. DoorDash provides absolutely the best information on their order screen from anybody that, at least in my experience, especially because they give you what the overall distance for delivery is. And a lot of times DoorDash can be great for getting that short little delivery in that uh, maybe is kind of a filler when you know that uh, an order that you're going to deliver is going to take a while before it's ready. They do seem to have tighter delivery windows, so it is easier to be late if you're doing multiple applications. So you have to be very careful with that, and that is that on-time delivery percentage is an important metric with them. You can also run into problems with DoorDash when you go unavailable because they're, it's, it's not so much that they will restrict you, but what happens is they only have so many slots available for dashers within a region during whatever time frame. And there are a lot of times you just have to gauge what it's like in your market at that particular time. But there, there's a real possibility if you go unavailable to go take another order from somebody, Somebody can take your spot and you have trouble getting becoming available again right after that. Now, they do have a limited pause feature, but I think it's like 35 minutes during the total time of whatever dash you're signed on for. Now, Postmates tends to be my main choice as a secondary app, and that's because they've got the same log on and log off flexibility as Uber Eats, but you can also see the drop off locations on the map. Now, with them, there is that potential of getting order and pay deliveries, and that really slows you down. DoorDash has that potential too. I should have mentioned that earlier. I think the biggest problem that I have with Postmates is that 
they are tend to they will have a tendency sometimes that when you've accepted an order that they can just kind of throw on a second or third or fourth stop and they don't give you the opportunity to accept or reject sometimes when they do that and that is that's my real beef with them that's illegal but it can really throw you off because all of a sudden you're doing more orders with them than you planned. And uh, let's say, for example, you're running DoorDash as your main one. You pause for 35 minutes when you pick up Postmates, but then all of a sudden Postmates is giving you three orders and there's no way that you can get those done maybe in that pause time that you've got with DoorDash. You see what I'm saying about that? So you want to really pay attention to all of these things about these platforms and how they work with each other. That's a quick, in a nutshell, look at those apps. Folks, your experience with these platforms may be completely different than mine. So you've got to really go on your own experience. And your experience with doing multiple applications may be very different than mine as well. And that's okay. Having access to more than one platform, in my opinion, is one of the most important things that you can do, if nothing else, then just to have options. But it also can, if you do it well, and if you do it in a way that it doesn't interfere with the deliveries you're doing, it can be a good way to increase your profitability, increase your efficiency, and it can be just a good thing to do. I just encourage you that you really be aware of the risks and do not let it interfere with your commitment to providing excellent service. Well, folks, that is going to draw this episode to a close. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about ways that you can be profitable with unprofitable deliveries. There's a term in retail that they call loss leaders, and we're going to apply that concept so that you can make more even with the low paying offers. So we'll dive into this tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in and joining us today. Come on over to our website and check us out. And uh, you can scroll through previous posts and a blog post there that uh, did not get up on the podcast. Look us up on Twitter, Facebook, even LinkedIn by searching for Entree Courier. You can look for our podcast on all the main podcast channels. And this is always the last part of the, the episode because I always want to make sure that I'm earning the right to ask this question before I do ask this favor. Could you share us with other people? Could you spread the news? If we have provided good information, can you let other people know about what we're doing, the information that we're providing so that it can help them as well. Share us on social media. Tell other people about us that are doing deliveries that you think could benefit from this. Leave a review on podcast directories because those reviews help us get found. If you can spread the news, we can help more people succeed in their business. One last thing that I ask you is please go out there, take control of your business, go and be the boss.